seen some massive technical difficulties, so very sorry. Um, you have three guys here trying to work two computers, a microphone and a camera and other stuff too, so um, I don't think they, they had that in class, so we do apologize. But we want to continue um, talking about, Joe was talking about speaking to some other churches in the area, um, and as he said, we... Uh, uh, we're going to start over from the beginning about how we're going to... Oh, okay. So let's start over from the beginning. So, um, good news, we are going to meet this Sunday, the 17th, uh, uh, for church. Um, it's, it's going to look uh, a lot different at church this Sunday. Um, and we're going to be rolling out uh, a lot of new um, ideas and procedures that we have uh, to make sure that we are still in compliance. Um, but one of the things is uh, we want to talk about is what makes it different. And so what, what's the difference between meeting this Sunday and not meeting previous Sundays when the executive orders came out? Uh, so if you guys want to talk about that for a minute, kind of rehash those ideas. Yeah, so uh, we have uh, been watching the executive orders given by the governor. We realized that in the very first executive order that was issued back in March, that the governor did allow churches to meet without penalty. But we were cautious of that because uh, there is a possibility that individuals who were participating in those worship services could have been uh, found in violation of that executive order and penalized. And so a number of churches and faith-based organizations in Michigan came together and, and filed a lawsuit against the governor uh, because of that issue. And so on Thursday, uh, in her latest executive order that came out 2020-77 on Thursday, uh, she clarified that, stating that not only are churches exempt from the penalty, uh, individuals are exempt from the penalty as well. So in other words, if a church were to have a worship service, uh, they would be able to do so without being uh, found in violation or at least not penalized for for that. So that's kind of what we're operating under. We were waiting for some clarification on that exact issue. And so we believe that the clarification we got on Thursday uh, allows us uh, to at least meet without penalty. And so we're moving ahead. Our elders met last night. We discussed this. And uh, we believe that in a sense there, that's a provision within her executive order to allow for First Amendment rights. And so uh, we are going to move ahead with the understanding that uh, we can meet without fear of, of penalty. And so we're making plans and arrangements to make that happen starting this Sunday. I did call the Kent County Sheriff's Department uh, yesterday just to see if they had any additional clarification on that issue and to help us determine uh, if there's anything more that we can know from their perspective. And they said all they're going off of our state guidelines and CDC guidelines. So at this point, we're operating under the uh, understanding that we are able to meet this coming Sunday and we've got a plan in place to do that. Yeah, and I, um, as I said earlier, I, I've contacted several churches in the area just to kind of get a feel for uh, what other churches are doing, not that we base our decision on that, but it's always um, just nice to kind of get a feel for what they're doing. And um, they're all, the ones that I've talked to, um, I love messages with several of them, but also um, they, they, they're doing the same thing we are. They're along the same lines as we are. They're trying to be safe. Um, they also, you know, want to get back together just as we do. They're following guidelines as far as sanitation, just being very careful. Um, so, um, you know, we're all on this, in the same boat here, and they're, uh, the churches that I've talked to are all uh, in line with what we're doing. Similar, maybe 
a different date uh, a week or two, but nothing, you know, nothing major. So uh, it was good to know. Ah, great. So we, we'll be starting this uh, Sunday um, and uh, been in contact with the authorities, looked at executive order, talked to their churches in the area. So we are certainly attempting to walk in wisdom and circumspectly and paying attention to things that are around. So with all that being said, uh, it's going to look a whole lot different. Uh, when we met, first of all, there's going to be fresh paint on a lot of things. A lot of door handles have been changed. Uh, so it is going to look different aesthetically, uh, but also practically when we gather together, it's going to look different. Um, just want to take a moment before we look at some of those practical things when you get here. Uh, we're going to be, Paul is going to be sending out an email uh, to all of you guys today. And in that email is going to have some instructions and some further announcements. Um, so do you guys want to talk about the content of that email a little bit and kind of explain what it is? Yeah, so you'll be getting an email sometime this afternoon. And uh, we're going to ask you to respond to that as soon as possible, uh, no later than Thursday morning. What we're at a point of trying to determine is whether to go with one service or two services. Uh, we are still required to practice social distancing. We're still required to adhere to CDC guidelines. Uh, regarding assembling together and so because of that uh, we are not able to have a full capacity service in our main auditorium and so we're going to need to spread people out through the building so we're going to uh, at this point allow up to 50 people in the auditorium then up to 50 people in the upper level classrooms and then another up to 50 people in the lower level classrooms so in other words we're going to be able to have 150 people here at a time uh, and so what we need to know from you is whether you plan to come to service this Sunday or not. Uh, so if you would reply to the email that you're going to get here in the next couple hours, uh, reply to Paula, she's going to begin to tabulate all that data. And if we have 150 people or less that are desiring to come this Sunday, then we're just going to have one service. If there's more than that that want to come, then we'll be uh, having two services. But we really need you to respond to that email so that we can make that decision wisely on Thursday. Whatever the decision that is, then we're going to be sending out another email on Thursday with uh, just a whole bunch of information that will give you the very specific details about what church is going to look like, um, how we're going to process people in, and um, and uh, all the, the specifics. So we're not going to get into all the nuances right now, but we do just ask you to re re reply to that email and then also um, look for another email on Thursday that will give you all the specifics that you need to know for uh, attending church on Sunday. Yeah, so it's important even if you um, don't, if you're not coming, to let us know as well. We have 348 names for members in our church. And so we're trying to sort through those 348 names. We want to be able to accommodate every single person that desires to come to church. And so get that email. Um, just uh, follow the instructions that are on it so that way we can have everything sorted and ready to go when you guys get here. Um, because we want to have a fruitful service on Sunday morning to the best of our ability, worship together, um, loving one another. So it's kind of the, the, the logistical side of what we're planning and what's going on and um, as Todd said there'll be a lot more information in the emails regarding um, what that's going to look like but um, not talking about the practical side of meeting together a lot of you know we haven't seen people in nine weeks and um, you know some people have been in their house that long <laughs> and perhaps been inundated with just information from 
you know, whether it's the news source on TV or, or um, you know, the internet, newspapers, friends, family, and so they're just getting all this information. And uh, maybe some people forgot to read their Bible uh, on a daily basis, maybe, you know, and so you don't know what's going on. Um, and so just some, some different uh, things to, to look out for in our own hearts uh, as we're meeting together. And I think, first of all, we have to realize that um, individuals are going to have differing views and differing opinions, uh, differing opinions um, on what's taken place over the last few months. Um, they range from, you know, there's people that think this is the largest cover-up in the history of the world, and there's other people that think this is the worst virus that's going to end the world in six months. And so then anything in between there is where everybody in our church is going to land, somewhere on those ends and somewhere in the middle. And uh, coming in to meet with one another... Uh, we have to make sure that we are lovingly interacting with each other. Um, and so just kind of what that looks like uh, going forward. So, uh, Todd, you you told us this, uh, this morning we had our staff meeting and, and um, you know, what that looks like with three kind of individuals. So you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, so uh, I was reading a, a good friend of mine's uh, post recently, and uh, he had a very helpful kind of designation for uh, some different responses that people are going to have to the situation. And uh, one kind of response or one kind of person will be the combative person. And they're going to be the person who basically says, listen, it's our right to meet and we don't care what you say, essentially speaking to the government. So there, there's kind of a, you know, we don't care what the government says. We don't care what the regulations are. We're going to meet anyway. That's the combative person. Uh, and, you know, we understand that to some degree, but some of those attitudes violate biblical principles, Romans 13, etc., and that destroys, has the potential to destroy our testimony. Uh, that's one extreme. The other extreme uh, response that you could have is the compliant person. So first one is combative. Uh, this extreme is the compliant person. And this person would basically say, you know what, we're not going to do anything um, until you tell us what to do. Uh, this is the person that's just waiting for all of the guidance and all of the, um, you know, green lights from every possible corner of authorities on these issues. And we realize that that is not always a good response as well because we may not be be, be meeting for a year if if we actually, you know, had to make sure that there was no coronavirus anywhere in our state. I mean. So some of this is just common sense issues. So on one hand, you have a combative person. On the other hand, you have a compliant person. There's a third category, and I think that's where we, we want to end up. We want to be the cooperative person. We want to have a cooperative response. And by that, we mean that we desire to, to heed the guidelines um, of the government, the governor, um, the authorities over us, the CDC guidelines. We want to, we want to honor those. We want to heed those guidelines. Uh, but we also want to put a plan into place to meet safely when we're allowed. And we think we're at that point right now where we believe that um, we have taken the necessary steps. We believe we have a plan in place that will safeguard uh, people who attend our services. And uh, so that's why we're, we're pressing on uh, to do that. Uh, one of the things that I think is important to clarify here, and we talked about it a little bit as a staff, and it is this, it is the fact that we have to realize that the stay-at-home order is still in effect. So we don't want to overlook that and just say, well, forget that. No, there's still a stay-at-home order in effect in the state of Michigan until May 28. And so the only exemption for this is for the church to gather for a worship service. And, and so that doesn't allow us to, you know, 
hang out a lot afterwards and get large groups of people together after the service is over. And that's still essentially prohibited. But we believe that there's a, a door open at least for a worship service to gather. And so we have to make that distinction very clear that the exemption only applies to an actual worship service and the stay-at-home order is still in effect. So again, we're trying to navigate this very wisely, uh, but we do believe we can meet for the worship service. You just need to realize that there's still some restrictions that are going to be involved in terms of what you can do after the service, before the service, uh, how many people you can gather with and that kind of thing. So let's just keep those um, things in mind. So that's the cooperative attitude that we want to have. We want to heed the guidelines. We want to heed the governing authorities. Uh, but we also have a plan in place to move forward when allowed, and we believe we're at that point right now. So hopefully those uh, designations help a little bit. We don't want to be combative. We don't want to just be compliant and roll over and wait for someone to tell us what to do. We want to have a cooperative approach um, in the middle, and we believe we're, we're at that point right now. I should add well as well, we have considered other options. Um, we have considered an outdoor option, either a parking lot service, uh, which we feel like doesn't really do much for us. So we drive up in the vehicles and we sit in the parking lot and we wave at each other through the windows. Uh, that doesn't really help us. Uh, it doesn't really accomplish what we want to accomplish. We also talked about an outdoor service down in the recreation area, but you know, Michigan in May, it might be snowing on Sunday. <laughs> That's legitimate. Seriously, <laughs> like we're not kidding about that. Uh, well, last Sunday anyway. This Sunday is supposed to rain. So we just feel like an outdoor service at this time of year in the state of Michigan is going to be very difficult to really pull off on a consistent basis. So that's why we believe an indoor service in person with uh, some guidelines in place following the CDC instructions here we believe is, is tenable and we want to pursue that. Sorry, I've been doing all the talking. No, that's fine. Joe, no, do you have something to add? Well, I was just going to touch on kind of the next thing we're talking about here, Bob. So if you, um, he, he talks a little bit about here when we do meet together. Um, just to remember that there's a lot of gray areas. And it, Bob kind of touched on that a little bit, you know, not to be pushing our own opinion on others. And I think a good principle, um, we find that all over in Scripture, but I think in James 1, uh, 19, he says, uh, let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And I think as we meet together, um, from whatever perspective we come from, um, it can be easy to want to voice, you know, voice that, perspective in whatever manner we do. And I think if we follow the principles um, to, to listen and be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry, and just remember that and be loving. You know, love, we, we, we went through the one another's and uh, being loving and gentle. I think that'll take care of a lot of some of the, the tendencies we might have, mm. you know, to be um, p passionate about these things, which we should be, but um, we also need to be kind and, and gentle as we interact with our, our fellow believers. So... Yeah, I think it's important, you know, um, my wife reminded me of this last night, and uh, as, as the providence of God would have it, you taught through gray areas mm. recently, so if you had forgotten what that means, perhaps go back and re-listen to a couple of those messages, um, and then we caught on the one another's, and Joe, the last one that, that we ended with when Todd and I were in Malawi was, I think, do not bite and devour one another, mm. right? Yes. And so I was listening to that message as well recently. And uh, those two kind of topics, we could say, uh, should be fresh in our mind. And so we should be extending grace to individuals that this, they can have their opinions and they can have their beliefs. Um, but at the same time, we need, to, we need to respect them and love them and realize that greater than your, your particular point of view is the fact we have the gospel message in common. And uh, how many times are you reading Pauline letters that 
um, all those no, neither Greek nor Jew, slave, free, mm -hmm. all those things, but Christ. And that the Christ is the reason that we're coming together. You're not coming together to push a propaganda. You're not coming together to get everybody on your view or on your side. But you're coming together to worship the risen Lord, which we haven't been able to do in quite some time. Um, so yeah, not pushing our opinions on each other. And I think uh, if you guys want to talk about this for a minute and the importance of this, but um, loving each other and looking past the fact that we're a virus and the fact that we're made in the image of God. And how important is that? to stay at the forefront of our mind as we come together. Yeah, I think it's very important. You know, uh, Rick Holland said it on our Zoom call just a couple weeks ago. He, he said we're fearful that we're beginning to see people as contagions as opposed to real individuals made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, I appreciate that concern. We, we have to remember people are not viruses. <laughs> I mean... Maybe some people feel that way to us, but uh, people, yeah, we'll let that one go. Uh, we don't want to view anyone, believer or unbeliever, as this contagious individual who who deserves kind of a, our rejection of them, and that is so against what Christ would would say and stand for, and so. Uh, we're going to take precautions, and you know we're going to try to be careful with all this stuff. But let's let's not forget that there's real people without Christ who need a savior, and there's real people within the body of Christ who are hurting and lonely. And this has been a hard nine weeks of isolation, and so we just need to remember all of those things and and, and give excessive grace and patience to one another. I think, you know, in some cases, there's going to be some people who thought we should have been meeting as a church six or seven weeks ago. And there's going to be some people who think we shouldn't be meeting for another six months. And, you know, somewhere in between there is the right answer. And so this is where our elders have really prayed for wisdom and, and tried to really seek the Lord and lean on the Lord. And we believe we're making a wise decision, but we're just asking all of us uh, to, to extend much grace towards one another as we begin meeting back together. And just then, just to enjoy the sweetness mm. that's going to be as we be able to meet back together. Yeah, I think, um, as I think Bob touched on this, extending the grace to others that you would want extended to you. You know, love, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, you know, and like Todd said, we can go to either either extreme. Um, you know, but um, we just need to remember the sovereignty of God. And we think of instances in Scripture when uh, you know there's individuals with leprosy and all these situations, and it didn't keep um, the apostles or Jesus from, inter from even touching them, interacting with them. Um, so the the love of Christ. Um, should be should be primary and I, like like Todd said we want to be safe and we want to you know we don't want to be irresponsible but we also don't want to just you probably know when you go to the if you do go to Lowe's or something like that and you have your mask on people tend to not look at you and it's it's crazy you say hi to them and they just look away like man you know you can imagine how um, people would are feeling when, when that's the case it's even more isolation there and it's just um, we have to be sure that we're we're cognizant of that and we're we're, we're intentional about um, reaching out to others and and continuing to show the love of Christ. So, yeah, I think we have to uh, we have to allow individuals to be where they are. 
And, uh, you know, we can fall into the same trap when someone gets saved and, you know, they're working through some doctrine and they're working through some scripture and they're not quite getting it. We don't, you know, hopefully we don't say, hey, God, why don't you get this? Like, you know, we had tons of grace to get to where we are. We need to extend that same grace. And, you know, so some will feel comfortable coming in and they won't, they won't have a mask on. They won't have a hazmat suit on, right? They're not going to be spraying everything down. They're going to come in like everything's normal. And then I'm sure we'll get some people in that, you know, you have the hand wipes and, and you have the mask on and, and whatever. And that's fine. And that's, you know, in be, anything in between there is perfectly fine. Uh, we want to let you have the individual rights and responsibility to take care of you and your family, how you see fit, uh, using common sense. Um, you know, and, and uh, some people want to sit in the back. Some people want to get as close as possible with their tape measure out and just saying, how close can I get to this person when nobody's watching? I get that. Like, that's fine. Um, but uh, we also have to know, like, the common sense thing, I, I think we need to remember. First of all, six months ago, if you were sick, you shouldn't have come to church. <laughs> so right. if you're sick now, don't come to church. That hasn't changed. Um, you know, six months ago, we didn't sneeze on each other and cough on each other. So we can keep those same practices. You know, six months ago... We wash our hands periodically throughout the day. <laughs> and you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. I mean, like those just normal, common sense things that we've always been doing, we're going to continue to do. Uh, and so we would ask that, you know, you would do the, uh, you would do the same thing. Um, and so I just wanted to hit on something as well, uh, communion, taking communion. Um, we, you know, that's one thing we've, we've held off on because of the... As you come together, right, reading through 1 Corinthians, when you come together, you know, do this, and we see it as a, as a function of the church, a gift to the church. So what are we looking at for communion this Sunday? Yeah, we think we're going to give this Sunday just a, an opportunity to gather together, and there's going to be a lot of moving parts and pieces and things that we're figuring out for the very first time. So no communion this Sunday, the 17th. We are planning to have communion on Sunday, May 24. It's not our normal scheduled time, but it's been you know, over two months, two and a half months, then that we will have had communion in the last. So we're planning to have communion together on uh, May 24. We'll try to make sure that it's all done in a way that's sanitary and safe. And we're working on all those details right now, but we encourage you to look forward to that. And then we'll do it again, again on uh, June 14. We'll be back on our normal rotation. So we are looking forward to celebrating the Lord's table together with our church family. And, um, you know, we are excited, and Todd, Todd touched on this a little bit, but I really want to uh, uh, just ask you guys, uh, as you're coming here and as you're preparing to come here, you know, and as Todd said, I'm sure there's people that said, hey, why did we ever stop meeting? There's other people that are, you know, they're in their house and they're saying, man, I can't believe that you're going to start meeting. And, and both of those opinions are, are fine. That, you know, that's your opinion. Um, but what we would ask is that you would just extend an abundance of grace to us as elders. Um, because we can't look in, you know, I was looking through Galatians here, and I don't see anything that says when you come together during a pandemic. I didn't read that. Um, and so I, it's not in there. And so it's, it's in 2nd Hezekiah. Oh, 2nd Hezekiah. That was my problem. <laughs> um, I was in 1st Hezekiah. But... Uh, so that, that's not in there. These are gray areas. These are, we would say, biblical principles that we're trying to apply to a very unique situation. Um, it has happened historically, so obviously we look back and see how the churches handled it then. Um, and then we also look to other churches in our area, which we've done, and, and we've tried to take all these things into consideration. 
Um, and so, but your, your safety is our top priority and not even safety from a physical aspect, you know, reading Hebrews 13, seven, obey your leaders and submit to them. Well, why do you do that? It says, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. And so perhaps you're ready to come back to church. You're ready to stay away. The, that's for you as an individual, but for us, when we die and hopefully rapture, but when we, when we get to stand before Christ and it's me and Christ, it's Todd and Christ, it's Joe and Christ. There's nobody else standing there. And we have to give an account for your soul and how we shepherded your soul even during this time. And so that weight comes upon our shoulders, and we have to navigate that as elders. All of our elders do, uh, all eight of them, uh, because each of us are going to give an account for how we handled this situation and every situation. It's not just specific to this. Um, and so, it, you know, when he goes on, the writer of Hebrews says, In order that they may do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. And so our hope is that you can extend grace to us and realize that we're going to make mistakes. Um, in some areas, we may go too far. In some areas, you may think we haven't gone far enough. Um, and so we are certainly open to suggestions, certainly open if you want to send us an email um, write a comment, put it in one of our mailboxes. We are absolutely, totally um, up for that, and we will certainly read whatever it is that you have and certainly give it um, prayer and uh, consideration as well. Anything you guys wanted to add with that? No, I just I agree with, with Bob. You know, We, we want to hear from you guys um, all of your suggestions and your, your input. Um, but as Bob said, ultimately we have to we have to make a decision and we have to um, st stick by that decision and, and move forward as an elder board um, because, it, as he said, the weight ultimately falls on our shoulders. So we don't, we don't take that lightly by any means. None of the men on the elder board do. I know all of them, and none of us take this lightly. So we, we love you guys, and we have your best interest in mind for, for the glory of Christ. So. Tomorrow night will be another uh, Wednesday night teaching session. It'll probably be the last one now that we're planning to meet back together, but uh, I'll teach one more time on Wednesday nights. So that's tomorrow night. And then just a reminder, uh, Thursday at noon will be another Facebook live session. I think then we'll try to have a decision made for you on one versus two services. And then we'll try to get very specific and answer some very um, specific things about how Sunday is going to happen. And then Thursday night at 7 o'clock, another Zoom session, we can uh, just talk a little bit more uh, specifically there as well. So we do love you and look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, and then Sunday we will have our final equipping hour class. Uh, we're going to do a live one after, if we have one service, it'll be after that service. If we have two services, it'll be after that service. Um, Todd and I are actually going to sit down and go through some biblical counseling. I'm going to counsel Todd. He's been struggling lately with some things that really he just needs to get off his chest. Um, been blaming the past and your DNA, so we'll get some right thinking. I'm only kidding, by the way. But I'm, we are going to sit down and talk. That I'm not kidding about. Um, we're going to sit down and finish off uh, our series on biblical counseling. Um, I want to put into practice kind of all the things that... We've been talking about through 2 Timothy uh, 3, 16, and 17, and what that looks like uh, on a daily uh, basis when you're interacting with people. So, guys, we thank you. We're sorry for the technical difficulties at the beginning. Of course, it would happen when you know we really wanted to, to spend some time and talking, so that's a good thing. Um, we know that we're in the right direction, uh, but uh, we love you guys, and we hope that you will enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we will see you soon. Take care.